Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Matt Frazier is the internationally renowned psychic medium I was talking about. He has conducted thousands of readings around this planet, reconnecting families and friends with the spirits of those who are no longer with us. His message of hope, comfort, reassurance have touched the lives of all who meet him, making Matt one of the most gifted and genuine psychics living today. He's got a television program on E! called Meet the Frasers as well. Matt, welcome to the program. Thanks, George. It's great to be here with you. Looking forward to this. And by the way, great job. This. How did the reality show come about? You know, it's crazy because one day I just got a call from MGM and they were like, hey, we heard about you on the West Coast and uh, we want to learn more about you and your gift and your family and then... Just like that, it's like camera crews arrived at the door, and next thing you know, we were filming season one of Meet the Frasers for Entertainment. Oh, that's great. That's exciting, isn't it? It's so exciting because, you know, when my grandmother was alive, it's amazing to think that she couldn't even talk about being psychic or being a medium or connecting with the departed. And, you know, back in those days, there was never any TV shows about it, and, you know, the media never talked about it. So it's amazing to see how much the world has changed thanks to, you know, programming like yours that really just allows people to talk about their beliefs, to talk about the signs that they feel and the signs that they receive. And more importantly, it just opens up the world. It's incredible. Matt, how did this gift come about for you? How did you get this ability? You know, I wonder that every day, because what's so weird is that I have the gift of psychic ability, but my sister doesn't. And you'll actually see that on our TV show when you tune in. So it's kind of funny because my grandmother was a psychic medium who passed it on to my mom and then who passed it on to me. But you can remember back in those days, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, it really wasn't talked about. I mean, my grandmother kept it so secret that not, not even her own husband knew that she was a medium. Jeez. You know, she only did it for close friends, close family members. And other than that, it was just hidden. But when I was growing up, George, I too could see and hear The Departed. And for me, it was like living that movie, The Sixth Sense. I mean, I remember going to bed, pulling the covers over my head, yelling and screaming and crying because I was seeing and hearing The Departed. And the more that I tried to get away from the voices, the more that I tried to make the voices stop, the more that I tried to, you know, stop seeing them and hearing them, the louder and stronger they became. And growing up with this and having this ability... You know, you're afraid. It's not something that you, you know, welcome with open arms, especially when you're that young. I mean, I think I tried to sleep, my, sleep with my parents until I was 13 because I was so afraid of what I was, you know, seeing, hearing, and experiencing. How terrifying that would be for a young boy. And then you got to go to school the next day and everything else. You must have been exhausted. I was. I was. And because of it, you know, I had difficulties concentrating in school. I had, you know, difficulties connecting with other kids because I would talk about my experiences, you know, with other, other children and neighborhood kids. And they would go home and they would tell their parents, they'd be like, hey, you know, um, Matt was saying that he sees ghosts and that, you know, he saw his departed grandmother and that he talks to this one and he talks to that one. And their parents, of course, would say, no, no, that's just you know, his imaginary friend, or he's just making it up, or, you know, oh, you know, they, they, would, they would tell them otherwise. So it was very tough growing up. You know, this was, it wasn't something that was easy whatsoever. And because of that, I pushed it away for most of my life. I never embraced it with open arms. And never in my life, you know, did I want to be a psychic medium. You know, I knew that I wanted to do something with helping others. It was just in my blood. But I wasn't no. sure what that actually was. So I talk about this in my new book, and it's the reason why I wrote it. 
It's that in the beginning, I really missed my calling a little bit. I started my career as an EMT, which is an emergency medical technician, Mm -hmm. where I worked for the World Trade Center in Boston. I worked for the Security Operations Department, and I was still young. I was just, you know, 18, 19 years old. And at that moment was a time when I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop running from this because I had been running my whole life. I'm like, and I'm going to actually going to go see a medium for the first time myself. I want to see what it is that I've been running from for so long. So I decided to go see a medium because my family just kept it a secret. And I wanted to see somebody who was actually using it in real life. And I went to go and see a medium, George, for the first time, and it completely changed my life. It showed me that Not only could I do this too, but also I could use this gift to help others to heal by putting them back in touch with their loved ones. It started to gel for you right about then, didn't it? It did. It did, you know, because I said to myself, okay, you know what? When I feel something, I'm going to say something. And, you know, what's crazy is when I went to see the medium for the first time myself, you know, she could pick up on what I was experiencing as a child. The minute that I walked in, she knew that my grandmother had passed and that, you know, when I was a child, I would see and experience her and that other souls were trying to reach me. And she, it's like, you know, she knew everything about my childhood, which I never discussed, you know, openly. So it was amazing that she could put that together. And she said to me one thing, why are you running from this? Like, you should be embracing this. You should be looking into this. So she gave me this meditation to use to open it back up. Because like I said, I had pushed it away for years and years. So she says, go home, try this meditation. She says, uh, it was a white light meditation. I have it in my book. And, and she says, if you ask for it to come back and you do this meditation, you know, you're going to open yourself up to seeing and hearing and experiencing everything that you did as a child again. So I went home and I tried it. And next thing you know, you know, it was, it was like it had never left. And it was crazy because, you know, I started reading for close friends and family members, you know, never, never professionally, just because I, I wanted to help people. I wanted to explore this ability and learn about it. Sure. And then next thing you know, it turns into a career. Almost overnight for you. Well, no, it seems like it did overnight, but really, you know, it, I think that having just started opening doors. You know, don't forget, I've been doing this for 10 years now. I'm only 28 years old. That's right. But, yeah. you know, it's been, it's been 10 years of doing this, and it, it's, it has moved pretty quickly, but, it, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly overnight. You know, first what happened was I started reading for close friends and family members, and the next thing you know, their friends wanted to go and have readings with me, and then, you know, their parents would want readings, and then, you know, I'd be doing house parties, and then after house parties I did, you know, small group readings, and then I was asked to be on TV and radio shows, and... You know, one day, somehow, some way, traveling the country, doing, you know, big live events, and then next thing you know, uh, getting a, re- a reality TV show about my family and my life. So it's really been a huge blessing, and, you know, I'm so thankful to be on it. Have you ever come across the demonic end of all of this, Matt? Well, of course. I mean, yeah. listen, there's both a, a good side and bad side of psychic ability. And, you know, that's one of the things that I want to teach people as well. Just like you come face-to-face with evil and negativity in this world among living people, you know, you also come across it in the spirit world. And that's why it's really important that you protect yourself. So, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do in this book is I wanted to teach people everything that I know about heaven and the afterlife, but also tools that I use. For example, I believe strongly in psychic protection. You know, that every day I'm using psychic protection on myself because I'm meeting and interacting with so many people, both living and dead. 
And the best part is that psychic protection actually works for living people and dead people. Well, <laughs> I, I, I love the cover because you're all wrapped up in phones, so it looks like heaven really has been calling you. That's what it feels like. I literally feel like I'm the operator in heaven because, you know, there are no customer service hours when you're connecting with those in spirit. I mean, they're always there. They're all, they know that they can reach you. They know that they can talk to you. And any time that, you know, they have a message, they will pop in and deliver it. But, you know, at the same time, this is what I signed up for. It's what I'm, I, I love to do. You know, it really has been my, my calling. And I'm so happy that, you know, having shifted me back on this path to doing what I was supposed to do. And that's what I want to teach people is that it's not just me. I'm not special. You know, we all have different gifts. We all have different, you know, abilities that we can bring to the world. And we all have a way that we can tap into our own psychic ability. You know, some of us see the departed like myself. Some of us hear the departed. Some of us, you know, even sense and smell the departed, as crazy as that sounds. You know, you just have to be open to it. And the same way that you're learning to connect with your loved ones, they're also learning to connect with you. So with the right techniques and with the right protection, you too can start your own conversation with them. Matt, uh, since you've been doing this, and you've been doing it, like you said, for a long time now, what has been for you one of the most compelling stories that uh, you've come across? You know, to be honest with you, there's so many compelling stories. I mean, I, bet. I have I had bet. the honor to talk to so many people, and each one, you know, compels me in a different way. I mean, one of the things that I've, I've I, you know, one of the people that I've talked to are some of the parents who had lost children in the uh, Sandy Hook tragedy okay. in That's Connecticut, uh, yeah. which was really amazing because they came through to let their parents know that they were okay and with their school teacher you know, that had passed away as well, and also with, you know, uh, some of their pets that had, that had died and immediately put those uh, parents at peace. But at the same time, you know, during my live events, it's really so much more than a show. You know, each event is really a demonstration that there is life after death, and it's proof that our loved ones are with us in real time. And it's amazing to me the misconception that people still to this day you know, there's so many people that come to me that will hold my hand and say, Matt, please let me know that my son, you know, was with me. He died of suicide, you know, and I just need to know that he's in heaven, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there's people that still doubt it. And, and the one thing that I want to show people is that it doesn't matter how your loved ones have passed, they are with you and they are okay on the other side. You know, there are certain things that you have to go through when you, when you do pass on. There are uh, different stages in heaven, life reviews and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's sad that, that, you know, people still think that way, and they, they are so nervous. And I just want to show people that, you know, your loved ones are with you. Don't worry about them, because they're more worried about us than really we are hmm. about them. Is there a hell, Matt? Well, so that's a really good question. You know, every time I get asked that question, I immediately think of uh, my, fiance's, my fiance's side of the family, because they were in the mob. <laughs> that's, a, that's Alexa, right? That's Alexa, yes. And, you know, it's funny because there are times when I go to do a reading, George, and it's rare, but there are times when I go to do a reading and I can't get in touch with the person on the other side. I don't see them. I don't hear them. I don't connect with them. So I'm like, well, they're definitely not in heaven, so they're definitely going to be somewhere else. But there are times when, you know, we don't hit the life lessons that, that we did here in this world or, you know, maybe there were things that, you know, we did in our life that, that we weren't supposed to, so they have to come back and do it again you know, uh, like reincarnation. I uh, have been to one of James Von Prague's uh, seminars, and it gets very emotional 
uh, where people really, they cry and everything else. I bet that happens with you. It does. I mean, the healing is real. The emotions are real. I mean, but the one thing that I want to do is I want to be different. You know, I like people to leave feeling happy and feeling uplifted. So I really use my personality. I really use a lot of humor to try to get people to laugh at my events because I don't want it to just be about crying. You know, I want people to remember their loved ones in a happy way. Because I watch people come into my events, and before they even get through the door, George, you know, they're shaking, and they're nervous, and they're a little scared, and they're completely stressed out, and who's running to the bar, you know, who's bringing drinks <laughs> home, you know, who's bringing their Depends, because they're so nervous, and then, you know, next thing you know, um, their loved one comes through, and I love when spirit comes through with their personality, because one, it shows them that their loved one is still the same on the other side but also it allows them to laugh and smile and think about their loved ones in a good way. So it really is a roller coaster of emotions where people come in and, like I said, they're, they're sad, they're in deep grief, but next thing you know, they're laughing and they're smiling and they're connecting with their loved ones. You know, they're connecting with the happy memories, and, and that's the one thing that I, you know, I aim for is I want people to remember the good parts of their loved ones, not just the, the times of when they were sick or when they were passing. Matt, uh... Since you've been doing this, and you've been doing this for a long time, when someone is skeptical, not not someone who has had a loved one pass on, but just an outsider, how do you convince them, or do you even try? Well, you know, that's a really good question. And I got to tell you, I love the skeptics. Like, I love the skeptical ones. And in my book, I actually dedicated it to the skeptics because, you know, these are the people who really made me who I am today. They really made me look deeper into my ability, deeper into my gift. They pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. And I'm thankful for that because, you know, I feel as though that, you know, these people come into your life to show you, you know, not to take anything for granted and to really, really work hard. You know, and I like a challenge. And to be honest with you, I did a reading for Michael Clayton, who is a retired uh, football player. Uh, and he was a skeptic, and he didn't even really want me on. He's, he's a day, also a daytime TV talk show host, and he did not want me on his show. Which I, I oh, really? Well. Yes, yes, he did not want me on, on the show. But the, you know, the producers convinced him otherwise, and I went on on uh, the show, and I did a reading for him, and I did a reading for his other co-host, who also didn't want me on and was skeptical, and he completely turned into a believer in just three minutes. And you can actually see that video on YouTube. It's called From Skeptic to Believer. You could see his face change, couldn't you? Oh, did you, did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, and it was amazing because, you know, I went on there and, you know, I didn't even know who I was sitting down with. And next thing you know, he had a, a long-lost friend that had came through, and he was completely and in, in utterly just shocked. Because you and, don't know anything about these people going no, into it, do you? No. Because, you know, when you go on morning TV, you don't know who you're going to sit down with. You have no idea. And a lot of times I'm, I'm going from state to state, so I'm not familiar with the programming because it's local programming. Right. So for example, that was, in, that was in Tampa, Florida. But before then, I was on, you know, three or four other TV stations because that's what you do on tour. You go from station to station to station. Yep, so you're you all, no over, idea. all over the map. The only person I know is George Norrie. That's it. That's the only <laughs> person I'm familiar with. <laughs> Well, you were Anybody on when we talked about you? the secrets to unlocking your psychic ability. Remember that one? Oh, yes. Yes. About that was a, my first book. About a year ago. Yeah, and that was actually an e-book. And then I wanted to do something that was more of a memoir about my life that took people from the beginning because, you know, I get asked so many questions 
day-to-day? You know, what was it like for you being a child? What was it like being a psychic child? How did you develop your gift? What were some of the milestones you went through? How did you transition from being an EMT to being a psychic medium? And one thing that people don't know that I didn't talk about until this TV show is that my own dad didn't come to my events. So you talk about skeptics. You talk about people being skeptical, and my own father was. Gee, that's now. Whatever happened? Did you turn him around? Is he still with you? What What happened? Well, yeah, my dad's still with me. So here's the backstory: is that my dad um, is twenty one was twenty one years in the Navy. He's a retired. All right, captain, not okay? nine years for me, so I I can get it. Yes. Well, listen. So he, when I was growing up, my dad was out of my life. He was in, you know. Um, uh, he served in our country, and he was in Desert Storm and also Operation Iraqi Freedom. So my, back in those days when I was growing up, we didn't have FaceTime, Skype. We didn't, ha- we didn't have email, probably because my parents were cheap, but we didn't have email till, till 1998. Ah. I was born in 91. So uh, there was no way to communicate with my dad. And when I was growing up, he wasn't there when I was seeing and sensing spirit. He wasn't there when I was waking up in the middle of the night screaming and crying because I was hearing dead people. You know, he missed out on so much that's, of the early that's, years. That's where your mom came in, right? That's where my mom came in, yes. Yeah, so that we have a really strong bond with one another. It was really tough growing up because here I am seeing and hearing the departed, and my mom's you know, trying to get me to cope with it and get me to open up to it. And there's my sister who's like, why are you crying? Why are you screaming? You know, she didn't see nothing, sense anything. I mean, my, barely, my sister can barely communicate with the living, never mind the dead, but that's a different story. Huh. So, you know, it was, it was very tough because I felt like I was all alone. I felt like I only had my mom. And then one day my dad comes back home, and all of a sudden, he's like, oh, my God, my son is a psychic medium. I don't know how to take this. When did this start? How did, how did this, this happen? happen? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I covered all of that in, in the chapters as well, because, like I said, it, it wasn't easy. It was very tough. And on the TV show, Meet the Frasers, my dad actually decided to come to, it took a TV show, I guess, to get him to finally agree to come to a live event for the first time. And it changed his life. That's amazing. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.